It's Too Late by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. But instead of man taking care of God's gift, the whole of creation suffered defeat in the hands of man. Since we were given dominion, all was subjected to corruption, decomposition, decay, and degeneration, because of our foolish choice of the adversary's wisdom. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 So when the woman saw that the tree... See Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. Was good for food, thoughts to chew on, that it was pleasant to the eyes, appeared as an angel of light, and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate of his lies. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. It didn't take very long for man to become fruit of the tree they chose, the tree of good and evil, Satan himself. Their nature became like his. Their thoughts and actions mimicked his evil ways as they conformed to his image. God says he will destroy everything that has been accomplished through this wisdom. So all man has accomplished through the knowledge of the world, God calls dead works. We therefore cannot fix the world's governments, our banking systems, our educational institutions, or even our many religions. Futile. It's all futile. God said so in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 19 and 20. Therefore it is law. 1 Corinthians Chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, so all that has been birthed from it is foolish. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. They are futile. Not only that, to extend our hands to help fix man's systems, to give our minds over to the world's knowledge, to help solve the world's problems, is to become a part of those found in Revelation, chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. He, Satan, causes all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand. They extend their hand to help, or on their foreheads, use the wrong wisdom to help our deceiver and aid God's enemies. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, the ruler of this world. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of man. His number is 666. Satan, through his people, forms one body, 
as does Jesus through the united body of Christ. Jesus, our example, said that he was no part of this world. He came only to save us from it. The systems of this world remain only, so God's knowledge can be spread across the earth and people can have the opportunity, like Adam and Eve, to choose which wisdom they wish to believe in. God doesn't want to fix the world or even try to change it. He wants us to come out of it in our hearts and minds so He can destroy it and build His kingdom. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Revelation chapter 18, verse 4 And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, mystery Babylon, the world's religions, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. God intends to destroy her. Have you ever read the story of Josiah in the Bible? Perhaps his life was recorded in the Word for our benefit on this very subject. He very much believed and loved God, but he didn't see or understand his Word was law. Let us first read from 2 Kings chapter 22, verses 16 and 17. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants. Too late to change anything. It is law. All the words of the book which the king of Judah has read. Because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. Again, law. God said, My wrath shall not be quenched. The law of God was plainly made known, but did that deter Josiah? Not at all. He went back in time, revisited the orders God had given to Judah, long before which Judah ignored, and tried to carry out the orders to satisfy God. In other words, Josiah hard-headedly pursued trying to fix things or reverse God's judgment, even though God said plainly He would not forgive them. In fact, let us read from chapter 21 of Second Kings, verse 14, to see what I mean. Second Kings, chapter 21, verse 14, speaking of Judah. So I will forsake the remnant of my inheritance and deliver them into the hand of their enemies and they shall become victims of plunder to all their enemies. Josiah's heart was to spare God's people, but God's law is backed by his sovereignty. There was no going back. It was too late. To understand the extent of Josiah's attempts to make things right with God, in hopes of turning him from his wrath, let us read some of what he changed. Second Kings Chapter 23, verses 5-7 through seven. Then he removed the idolatrous priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense on the high places in the cities of Judah and in the places all around Jerusalem. 
and those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, to the constellations, and to all the hosts of heaven. And he brought out the wooden image from the house of the Lord to the brook Kidron outside Jerusalem, burned it at the brook Kidron and ground it to ashes and threw its ashes on the graves of the common people. Then he tore down the rituals booths of the perverted persons that were in the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the wooden image. Second Kings chapter 23 verse 12 The altars that were on the roof, the upper chamber of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the house of the Lord, the king broke down and pulverized there, and threw their dust into the brook Kidron. Second Kings chapter 23 verses 19 and 20 Now Josiah also took away all the shrines of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger. And he did to them according to all the deeds he had done in Bethel. He executed all the priests of the high places who were there on the altars and burned men's bones on them. And he returned to Jerusalem. To top it all off, he then restored the Lord's feasts. Surely this was a good thing. Second Kings chapter 23 verses 21 through 25 Then the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover to the Lord your God, as it is written in this book of the covenant. Such a Passover surely had never been held since the days of the judges who judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, this Passover was held before the Lord in Jerusalem. Moreover, Josiah put away those who consulted mediums and spiritists, the household gods and idols, all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. Now before him there were no king like him, who turned to the Lord with all of his heart, and all of his soul, and with all of his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor after him did any arise like him. But God's mind was not changed. Look at verse 26 and 27. In Second Kings chapter 23, verses 26 and 27. Nevertheless, the Lord did not turn from the fierceness of his great wrath, with which his anger was aroused against Judah, because of all the provocations with which Manasseh had provoked him. And the Lord said, I will also remove Judah from my sight, as I have removed Israel, and will cast off this city, Jerusalem, which I have chosen, and the house of which I said, My name shall be there. It was too late. Josiah died in battle trying to fix what God said he would destroy. It is the same today. Remember, God said, Don't touch the unclean thing. And again he said, Come out of her, my people. The systems, all of them, 
and every area of life that has been brought into being through the knowledge of the adversary will be destroyed. It is very sad, but this whole world was established on dead works, no matter what man's intentions may have been. So all is temporal and will not get past the wrath of God. His kingdom will come, and His will, reflected by His laws, will be done, or established by all those that survive the harvest of the wicked. Revelation chapter 14 verses 18 through 20 speaks of this harvest. And another angel came out from the altar, who had power over fire, and he cried with a loud cry to him, who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city, and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for one thousand six hundred furlongs. While there is still time, the human race must pull together as one family like in the beginning, realizing the different nations, languages, divisions of all nature were brought into being because of the enemy's knowledge. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 is oh so true. We must see it and allow the knowledge of God to change us. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, against Satan and the evil spirits that follow him. Isaiah correctly prophesied the victory of these end times as coming about because of our choice of the right tree and the knowledge that emanates from it. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 6 through 9 The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. The born-again, spirit-filled, childlike, obedient body of Christ. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt, nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord." as the waters cover the sea. We cannot fix the old, but we can be a part of those God is using to usher in the new day and help establish the new heaven and new earth. To do this, however, we must stop cramming our minds with the world's thinking, for out of it comes war, poverty, all of the ills of this old world, and our failing systems, even her culture. Make no mistake, God has already triumphed over the enemy. His kingdom will prevail over this world with or without us. His knowledge is in all ways superior to that of Satan, and from it will evolve the fulfillment of Revelation, chapter 21, 
verses 1 through 4, as we learn to walk it. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven that Satan and the original fallen angels had access to, and the first earth, inhabited by Adam's race, had passed away. Also there was no more sea, sea of humanity, puppets of Satan. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. This happens on earth. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle, those born again, separated from the world, and united as a body of God, is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and be their God. These are circumcised, completely from Eve's choice, and this world, and prepared as Christ's bride. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. All the above sorrows in this world are eradicated in the kingdom of God. Note, the former things have passed away. So in closing, please don't try to fix the world, its systems, or its culture. Tell the good news of the kingdom to all that will hear. Teach them to be born again, filled with the Spirit, and encourage them to also separate to safety. Those that will not listen, leave to God and separate from them, as they will draw you back to all God has declared He will destroy. Heed His warning. Don't be Josiah. Come out. Don't touch or taste of its knowledge. It's too late.